0: So what are you waiting for? Let's get ready to thrive. Hello and welcome to Ready to Thrive. I'm really excited to kick off a three-part series on rest. And if you know me or follow me on Instagram, you know that I'm a big fan of rest. But I didn't always used to be this way. I actually think I spent most of my adult life really, really tired and I remember before I had kids, I would be yawning at work and one of my coworkers just looked at me and laughed and he said, there is no way you will ever be able to have kids. I was always exhausted. And I think in many ways, I just didn't know how to create space in my life to rest well. I knew how to veg on the couch and binge watch a few shows. I knew how to go on vacation, but feeling rested, feeling truly deeply rested, I think just felt pretty unattainable. And to be honest, I don't know if I had any great examples of well-rested people in my life. It seemed like when I asked people how they were doing, the only response I ever got was busy or tired. Doesn't that seem to be the most common response we have to that question, how are you doing? Oh, I'm good, but I'm busy. I'm good, but I'm tired. And in some ways, we can use our Busyness or our tiredness as a badge of honor. I don't know if you've ever felt this way. Like in a conversation with others, it can feel like people are trying to one up the others, pointing out just how busy or tired they are. I don't know if you've ever heard the line, I can sleep when I'm dead, but I know I used that in the past. And before we get into how to get well rested, I just want to talk about some of our mindset when it comes to sleep and rest. So, Think about for a moment, what is your view of sleep? What is your view of rest? Now, if I told you that I had a nap this afternoon, is your first gut response or gut reaction that I'm lazy? Or is it that I'm caring for my body? Or maybe just somewhere a little bit in between. Um, And to be honest, in the past, I did often view others that didn't go, go, go all the time as lazy and maybe even as people with less than lives. And it's easy to view doing all the things as being productive. But what if resting well is productive? And I want to say this up front because I think mindset is huge when it comes to being able to rest well. Now, I'm not promoting laziness I feel like I work pretty hard. I have a part-time job. I have three kids. I clean my house. I volunteer in various capacities. I exercise and I create content like this podcast. So I feel like I'm I'm working pretty hard, but I'm working from a place of rest, not for it. And I say that not to say I'm so great, but to say it is possible to have an incredibly full life where... Your house is decently in order and you contribute to the world and not be exhausted. Now, do I still get exhausted? Yes, 100% absolutely. Having kids is exhausting and life in general is exhausting. And even though at this stage with my kids, generally no one is waking me up at night, I still get tired. And when I do, I give myself permission to take a nap. Now, I will say that there are specific seasons in life where good deep rest is way more challenging, like a university student during finals or a big push at work or a mom with a newborn or a toddler. Um, There are times where it is exceptionally difficult to be well rested. But for the rest of us, pun fully intended, We shouldn't have to continually operate from a place of depletion. Now, the crazy thing is, we can be so used to operating from depletion that we just think it's normal, that this is life. Um, I always know for myself when I'm working my way towards depletion, when I want to fill myself up with sugar and caffeine. It's when I need these things to make it through a day, or I turn to fill myself up with junk food, because I'm exhausted, depleted on the inside, and I'm just trying to fill a void. And there have been times in my life where I have experienced low grade stress, anxiety and depression. And I think the root of some of that has been just because I've been so tired. Those things have popped up as a symptom of my exhaustion. So the root has been my exhaustion. So I want to talk about how we can move from a place of depletion to a place of fullness. And I want to be both incredibly practical and also point you to Jesus because without him, we cannot experience deep soul rest. I also want to say there is one other thing that I think can take a serious toll on our ability to feel well rested, and that is grief. I have walked through some minor seasons of grief in my life, but I've walked along with friends going through major grief and major trauma. And those things can wreak havoc on our body's ability to rest well. So if this is you, take what you can from what I'm saying, but know that it is okay for you to be in this place of exhaustion. Your body and your mind have experienced a lot and you need to give yourself a lot of grace. So I want to dive in. And I want to talk about um, really two different kinds of rest. So first, the physical rest that our bodies need, and then that deep soul rest. And I think they really go hand in hand. When we're able to rest our bodies physically, it's such a great time to find rest for our souls. And on the flip side, when we find rest for our souls, I find that it results in Our ability to rest physically and sleep much more deeply. And I wanna dive into both deeply. So today I'm just gonna talk about physical rest for our bodies. Next week I will talk about rest for our souls. And the last episode I'm just gonna get super practical in how we can set ourselves up well um, for both. So, all of my life, as I mentioned, I think I've been tired. And part of that is because I didn't sleep long enough. But also, I don't think I slept deeply. And I've found that learning to rest for my soul, so what I'm going to talk about next week, has actually allowed my body to get into a place of deep sleep and has allowed um, my body to rest much better. And I think they're deeply connected um, because often when we are holding on to things that are causing a lot of stress and anxiety, um, we can finally begin to deal with those things we actually are able to sleep much more deeply. So we'll talk about that next week. But today, I just want to talk about resting our bodies. Um, I read a quote recently in John Mark Comer's book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, which I highly recommend, especially if this series resonates with you. I would totally grab that book. Um, This is me paraphrasing, but it basically said, before the invention of the light bulb, people used to sleep 11 hours a night. Now, can you imagine? I haven't slept 11 hours since way before kids, and only then after pushing it way too hard and being incredibly exhausted. It was when I became a mom that I first heard the saying, sleep begets sleep. And it's this idea that kids who are well rested and sleep lots will keep sleeping well. And I think in my mind, I've often thought opposite. I have thought, well, when I get so exhausted, then I'll sleep well. But it really doesn't seem to work that way in my kids or in myself. So very practically, how do you set yourself up for a good rhythm of sleep? Now for years, and I mean, years, I would wake up in the morning and my very first thought was, tonight, I have to go to sleep early. I am exhausted. But I never would. I absolutely never would. By the time the evening came around, I'd begin to watch a show and think, well, maybe just like another half hour. And this was well before Netflix. But um, then I started on Netflix. And, you know, of course, as you know, on Netflix, the next show comes on, at least with like traditional TV. I had the commercials right before PVR. So you you kind of had a break long enough to say, OK, maybe I need to go to bed. Um, but now I just feel like it's way too easy to have one show run into another show. And when I had kids, I started to really begin to love this late night me time. And in some ways, I think I actually lived for this time, I couldn't wait till my kids went to bed. So I could have that time. Um, I really felt like I needed that time to fill me up because so much had been taken from me during the day. So the thought of going to bed right away was wasn't at all appealing. But A few years ago, um, for me, everything changed. So we had the main floor of our house painted. We ended up moving everything off of the walls from the main floor, which meant setting up our TV in the basement. And around the same time, um, our Wi-Fi wasn't really working, which meant no Netflix. So if I wanted to watch anything, it had to be in the basement, which I could do, but It wasn't really as comfortable. It was a little cold. So in that season, I sort of just broke this long-standing TV watching habit. And I really don't take any credit here. This was largely circumstantial. And it really shows my laziness to not want to watch something if it means heading down to the basement. But I noticed that sometimes when I want to change a habit, it helps to change up the environment and make things as difficult for me as possible. And it was just too easy to flip on the TV in the living room as I was kind of like tidying the kitchen after the kids went to bed and just flop down on the couch and just stay there. And again, I'm not saying this is a bad thing. I'm not against TV watching. But for me, I just didn't know how to stop. And it meant I always stayed up later than I wanted. So I really was caught in this bad cycle. Um, The other thing that helped was that I bought a few really good books that I was excited to read. So not only was I having trouble achieving my regular TV watching habits, I now had motivation to get into bed and read. And unless you're reading something that's like really a gripping page turner, there's a solid chance that reading will help you wind down before bed. Now, the other thing that I have done that I have to admit, I'm not as consistent as at this as I would like. Um, is that I'll plug my phone um, into charge in the kitchen at night. So that's um, the floor below me. And what I love to do, and I've done this a bit, and I'm saying this so I want to get better at it, but basically I would put my phone to bed, just like putting the kids to bed. So put the kids to bed, put my phone to bed, and that way when I've gone to bed, it isn't there to distract me, right? So the temptation to just check out one more thing on social media or look up something isn't there, Um, if I think about messaging somebody or writing, even writing down an idea, my phone isn't there to distract me. And then I've actually found it so much easier in the morning to not reach for my phone at all, even to check the time. Whatever, I have an alarm clock, I can trust my alarm clock and use that. Um, but that has been huge for me as well in terms of not getting sucked into social media late at night as well. So, um, just like everything else in my life. If I want to succeed here, I have to plan for it. Now, obviously, there are nights that I stay up later and nights that I go out with friends, but I really need to make a plan for how to rest my body well. And I think what we can do is we can steal the title from John Mark Comer's book and we can ruthlessly eliminate everything that is in the way of our sleep. So feel free to get a bit ruthless here for a season. Now, Maybe you need to say no to a few things to get your sleep on track. So I don't know if there's a few things that you're doing in the evenings that maybe you could cut out even just for a season. Think about what is what is keeping you up later than you should be. Is it the kitchen? Are you spending an hour cleaning at the end of the night? So be ruthless here. Make a plan. Is there something you could do as a family before dinner to tackle the cleanup So the end of the night cleanup isn't as daunting. Could you maybe even make simpler meals for a season? Um, I've heard of people who do paper plates for a season. Um, If you could spend a little bit of time looking at things that are in your way, you might be able to come up with some creative solutions. Um, And it's okay to spend some time on this, to make a plan and ruthlessly seek out what you need to do to sleep well. When we had some really difficult seasons of sleep in our house, I actually slept in the basement for a few nights with earplugs. My husband was on duty upstairs, but as he generally is a deeper sleeper, he wasn't in as much need of sleep um, as I was. So that was a solution we found for the season. And the couch wasn't comfortable and it was cold and it was dark, but it was me ruthlessly doing what needed to be done uh, to get some sleep in that season. There was even a night when... My oldest was about 14 months old. And she was, she would always been a terrible sleeper. And I think I was basically borderline insane at this point. Uh, My husband booked me a hotel room. It was like one of those online sites where you don't even know what hotel you're picking. And it was near the airport. It wasn't meant to be a luxury getaway, just um, picked a hotel. And he basically kicked me out the door. And I just went to this hotel to sleep. And I'm so thankful that In crazy seasons where I'm not always able to think clearly, he's made some of those wise decisions um, and really forced me to do what was um, needed to be done. And, you know, that was such an incredible um, experience for me in that season of such sleep deprivation, just to be able to have a full night's sleep, um, comfortable night's sleep. And so that to me, that to me looks pretty ruthless. Um, doing what needs to get done. So figure out for yourself what is in the way of your sleep. Is it a mindset issue? Do you think going to bed early or napping is for lazy people? Um, do you have too much to do? Is there something you can eliminate from your life or can you create a better daytime habits so you don't have so much on your plate in the evening? Um do you have some habits that need to go like Netflix or social media scrolling? Can you replace them with something else exciting? Uh, breaking habits can be so hard. So if you can give yourself a reward system, like if I'm in bed by ten, I get a sticker. Um, if I get five stickers, I can buy myself a latte. I mean, I know it. It sounds um, childish, but sometimes we can we need something, and maybe you need a really big carrot, something that can motivate you. Um, there's no reason you can't make it fun or motivating. Now. I know for some of you, it's not that you don't want to sleep or you don't have good habits in place, but it's when you go to lay down at night, you can't fall asleep or you fall asleep and then you wake up continuously. And a lot of this I will address next week, but I get that. I have struggled with falling asleep much of my adult life, and it was not uncommon for me to experience many nights of insomnia in a row. And while I still have the odd night of insomnia, um, they're very uncommon for me now. I actually had one a few weeks ago. I was away, and I was um, at a camp, sleeping in a cabin with a bunch of women. And for whatever reason, that type of scenario often um, often makes me feel like I haven't or I have insomnia on in those kind of nights. So that's not fun. Um, but thankfully for me, it is much more uncommon, um, and. The other thing that I would say is I also used to just not sleep deeply. So I really want to talk about that in next week's episode um, because I do think there is a huge correlation between um, finding rest for our souls really is crucial to helping us get deep sleep. It's like we're finding that peace in the daytime. We're able to find that peace at night as well. Um, I just remember going to my doctor regularly. I would be at my doctor's and say, I can't sleep. Can you help me? I need something to help me sleep. I basically just wanted her to prescribe like a tranquilizer or something, and she never did. Um, she'd ask me questions, you know, what's your nighttime routine, and um, but really, it was it was not when I figured out a nighttime routine. It was when I figured out a daytime routine of really how to dealing with a lot of that stuff, anxious thoughts, things that were coming my way. That's when I was finally able to sleep deeply. So I'm excited to dive into that. Next week, um, I just remember trying all the things, turning electronics off, having a bath, reading a book, um, trying over-the-counter sleep medication, trying a glass of wine, trying um, sleep aids and cold medication, and nothing really seemed to work. And so um, first off this week, I just wanted to talk about making a plan. How can you set yourself up well to sleep well? Um, And then next week, I'm so excited to dive into some of those head and heart issues that are actually keeping us from sleeping deeply and resting well and um, yeah feeling truly deeply um, at peace and rested so i hope today's episode has been helpful i hope you are encouraged to find some health healthy sleep rhythms and i hope that this week you find a window to take a nap take care Thanks so much for listening today. I really am so encouraged, knowing how many of you are being encouraged by this message. And if you have found it helpful, would you mind just sharing it with a friend, leaving five stars or even a review wherever you listen to po- podcasts, podcasts, keeping it super professional. Um, if you want to connect more with me, head over to Instagram, where I'm at Jacqueline.Widener. Or if you want some free resources, Head over to my website at jacquelinewidener.com. This has been an Extend Network production.